You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. It's great to be back, and we're in for an exciting few weeks and months as we have the WTC final coming up between Australia and India, but also the Ashes, which is coming up soon after the WTC final. So there's lots of cricket on in the next few months and weeks. And here on the Dibbly Dobbly podcast, we'll be covering both WTC final and the Ashes in extensive detail. But on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be previewing the ICC World Test Championship final between Australia and India. It's sure to be an exciting game of cricket, and um, it's going to be a very thrilling contest between two good teams who have played well over the last two years in this WTC cycle. They really have. They deserve their opportunity to be in the final, and it's going to be a very interesting test match. So on today's episode, we're going to be previewing the final, talking about the WTC over the last two years, how everyone performed, over the last two years, all the nine teams and talking about how Australia and India will go about things in the final and obviously predict who's going to win. So with that being said, let's get into it. And first of all, let's have a look at the points table. Now the points table of the World Test Championship from 2021 to 2023, um, let's have a look at that and see where the teams finished, all the nine teams, where were they placed how do they do? Um, and um, I think all the teams will be um, happy about their performances, but also disappointed at the same time. Um, for some teams, they could have done better. So Australia and India, no surprise there. They finished in the top two places, of course, and doesn't matter where you finish on the table. At least you finish in the top two, you qualify for the final. So Australia finished on top, followed by India in second place. Uh, South Africa in third place. South Africa, a team that's been struggling, um, as we know, with their batting woes in Test cricket, but their bowling's very good. The third place is not bad for South Africa. So a reasonable result for the Rainbow Nation. Um, England in fourth place. Um, obviously had a very tough start to the cycle. They were under pressure. They were playing poorly. They struggled immensely, but under Stokes and McCullum, the back half of the cycle, they were able to get some wins and put in some good performances with Basbold, etc. Um, but fourth place for England, not a bad result given how difficult uh, it was for them during this cycle because of their form slump and um, obviously not playing their best. But but now under Stokes and McCullum, they're, they're playing Basbold and uh, they've done pretty well. Um, in fifth place was Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka finished in the top five on the uh, WTC cycle, um, in this cycle, I should say. Um, Sri Lanka, opportunity for them to play in the final. There was an opportunity for them to make it to the WTC final. Unfortunately, that didn't eventuate. But I think for Sri Lanka, they should be um, happy with their performances in, in this cycle. They played some good cricket. They struggled at times. But um, for Sri Lanka, top five finish is not bad. And then New Zealand finished in sixth place on the table. 
Um, disappointing for New Zealand. It was a very disappointing cycle for them in uh, 2021 to 2023. Defending World Test Championship uh, winners. And um, they had a very difficult cycle indeed, New Zealand. New Zealand, a team going through transition. And they finished in sixth place um, in this uh, cycle. And then in seventh place, we have Pakistan. Pakistan will be disappointed about their performances over this cycle. Um, at times they played good cricket, other times they didn't. So very disappointing uh, for Pakistan to finish in seventh place. The West Indies, as we expected, finished in eighth place. Um, no surprises there. The West Indies have been struggling for some time. Not a surprise. It sort of reflects where they're at as a cricket team at the moment. So they finished towards the bottom of the table in eighth place. And then last but not least, Bangladesh finished in dead last. Uh, they only won one test match in this WTC cycle, Bangladesh. And they'll be very disappointed with their performances over this uh, World Test Championship cycle. So that's the points table. Australia and India clearly finishing in the top two. And all the other teams uh, will be happy about their performances and disappointed at the same time. And obviously looking forward to the next cycle where they should improve those positions going forward. So that's the points table for this WTC cycle over the last two years. And um, let's now talk about the team's performances. So let's go through all the teams in this WTC cycle, all the nine teams. Let's have a look at their performances in terms of leading run scorer and leading wicket taker. And we'll start with the uh, World Test Championship finalists, first of all. We'll start with Australia. Leading run scorer was Usman Kawaja, 1,608 runs. No surprises there. He's been in very good touch over the last two years, Kawaja. Since he's come back into the test side for Australia, he's been scoring runs. Leading wicket-taker, Nathan Lyon. No surprises there with 83. Always reliable Nathan Lyon with his off-spin. Um, India, leading run scorer was Cheshwar Pajara with 887. Leading wicket-taker was Ashwin with 61. For New Zealand, Daryl Mitchell. 960 runs. He was the leading run scorer. Leading wicket, uh, wicket taker for New Zealand was Tim Southey with 50. We'll have a look at England. England, no surprises with their leading run scorer, Joe Root. Uh, 1,915 runs in this cycle. No surprises to see the 40-year-old Jimmy Anderson still taking wickets and still getting better with age. Leading wicket taker for England. He took 58 wickets in this cycle for England. Uh, South Africa, leading run scorer was Temba Bavuma with 900. And leading wicket taker was Kahisa Rabada with 67. Pakistan, leading run scorer, no surprises there. The captain himself, Babar Azam, 1,527 runs. And leading wicket taker, Shaheen Shah Afridi with 41. A very talented bowler indeed. No surprises there from Pakistan. Uh, Sri Lanka, leading run scorer was the captain, Dimith Kurrakna with 1,054 runs. Lynn wicket-taker was Ramesh Mendes, took 38 wickets in this cycle for Sri Lanka. West Indies, leading run scorer was Craig Braithwaite, the captain, 994 runs for him. Lynn wicket-taker was Azari Joseph with 41 for the West Indies. And last but not least, Bangladesh, leading run scorer was Liton Das, 1,024 runs. And leading wicket-taker was Mehdi Hassan with 33. So that's how all the nine teams performed in this cycle in terms of the leading run scorers and the leading wicket takers. Some very good performances there. Now, let's talk about Australia and India and, and let's talk about their road to the final. How, 
how do they get to the WTC final? How do they um, get to this very important match to decide who are going to be the World Test Champions of 2023? So let's have a look at their road to the final. We'll start with Australia. And Australia's road to the final was um, at times challenging. They had some challenges on and off the field, but they played some good cricket and some other times they just capitulated and didn't play some good cricket at times, especially in the subcontinent where they struggled. We'll talk about that in a minute. But to kick off Australia's uh, World Test Championship cycle, it was a home Ashes series against England in 2021-2022. They won that series 4-0 in the best of five. Uh, Pat Cummins was a recently newly appointed captain. Obviously, Tim Payne resigned on the eve of the Ashes series due to unforeseen circumstances. So Pat Cummins, a fast bowling captain, came in, did the job. He led the side to a 4-0 Ashes win to begin Australia's WTC cycle. And then Australia headed over to the subcontinent. They headed over to Pakistan for a historical test series tour. And they won that series 1-0 in very difficult conditions, flat pitches in Pakistan. They were able to win the last test and win the series 1-0. And it was a very, uh, very fantastic achievement by Australia to win that series in Pakistan. And then following the Pakistan tour, they went to Sri Lanka. And it was a a one-all series draw. Um, Australia will be disappointed not to win the series 2-0. They won the first test quite convincedly. The second test, the problems that Australia always encounter in the subcontinent in terms of facing spin... Um, was evident in the second test against Sri Lanka, and they lost that test quite badly. Uh, But a one-all series draw for Australia and Sri Lanka wasn't a bad result, given that they lost 3-0 in 2016. And then the home summer, they played the West Indies, they won that 2-0, and they played South Africa, they won that 2-0. A fairly straightforward um, test series victories for Australia. Everyone expected Australia to, to do well against the West Indies and South Africa, given that Those two nations have been struggling for some time. And then last but not least, the last series in India was a difficult tour for Australia. They lost 2-1 in the best of four. They lost the series. It was a big series for Australia. Sort of a legacy-defining tour for Australia, trying to win their first series in India since 2004. Unfortunately, it didn't quite happen, didn't quite eventuate, and it was a very disappointing result. But they started to play some good cricket towards the end of the series, so... So Australia, six series, they won 11 games, they won they, they won 11, lost three, drawn five in that road to the final. Um, let's have a look at India and their road to the final, and they started off with a test series against England in 2021, and then the last test match of that series was postponed and was played in 2022, and unfortunately for India, they came across a resurgent England side with Basball, and they lost that last test of the series, so therefore the series was drawn at 2-2 in the best of five. And then they played New Zealand at home. They won that series 1-0 quite comfortably in the end. And then they went over to South Africa in the new year in 2022, and they lost that series 2-1 in the best of three. One of their um, rarest um, defeats, India, in this WTC cycle. It was an away series in South Africa, and they lost that series. And obviously Virat Kohli... Uh, resigned as um, Test Captain of India, and then Rohit Sharma was the new captain of the Test side for India after that tour. 
Um, and then they played Sri Lanka at home. They won that 2-0 on the best of two. Then they played Bangladesh away. They won that 2-0 quite comfortably in the end. And then last but not least, they played, played Australia at home and retained the Border Gavaskar Trophy for another series. They won that 2-1 of the best of four. It was a very dominant performance by India. So India, uh, six series. They won 10 games in that time. They lost five and they drawn three. So that's how both Australia and India went about things on their journey to the World Test Championship final. Um, and uh, both teams, by far, the, the best teams in this WTC cycle. And that's why they deserve to be in the final. Now, let's um, have a look at the test stats between Australia and India and see how both teams have gone head-to-head -head in test cricket. Now, head-to-head -head overall in test matches, um, in terms of wins, Australia lead that 44-32 to in the head-to-head. Now, both teams' uh, records at the Oval in Test matches. Now, seeing that this WTC final is at the Oval, uh, both teams' record at the Oval in Test matches is quite um, quite interesting. Australia have won seven Test matches here at the Oval, and India have won two. So, um, for India, the Oval's not really their happiest hunting ground, whereas for Australia, they have had success here in the past. Um, Lean run scorer between the two countries is obvious. It's uh, Sachin Tendulkar, 3,630 runs. Leading wicket-taker is Nathan Lyon, 116. Most dismissals, Adam Gilchrist, with 75. Most catches, Rahul Dravid, with 46. Most matches, Sachin Tendulkar, with 39. And the first test match that these two countries played was back in 1947. It's been a long rivalry between Australia and India. And each year it gets better and better. So those are some of the test stats between Australia and India. Some of the numbers there. Now then, let's talk about the uh, World Test Championship final, preview the final, preview how, how both teams, how Australia and India will go about things in this final. And, you know, both teams coming off um, different pre preparation, uh, both teams haven't prepared as they would have liked. Obviously, that's the modern world, isn't it? Modern day cricket, where you don't have a lot of preparation time. And, um, you know, for, for Australia, for India, it's just the way it is in, in modern cricket, where you don't have that preparation time. Obviously, the IPL, um, for the last two months, some some of the players in both teams have played in the IPL, and they, they don't have that... Um, uh, test match uh, preparation in them. So it would be interesting to see how both teams uh, transfer from T20 cricket from playing the IPL for the last two months to uh, test cricket and to this one-off WTC final. So first of all, let's have a look at both teams, both the squads, and talk about that. Let's start with the Australian team. And Australia have selected a pretty good squad for this WTC final. And it is a very good squad indeed. So let's have a look at the squad, talk about the squad, and um, talk about some of the challenges they may face with both bat and ball in this final. So the squad that Australia selected was uh, Pat Cummins, Scott Boland, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris, Michael Nessa, 
uh, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Kawaja, Labashane, Lyon, Murphy, Smith, Stark, and Warner. The standby players for Australia are Mitchell Marsh and Matt Renshaw as their reserves. Um, so a pretty good squad for Australia. Uh, very strong squad. Some question marks over their form in terms of um, some players' forms in England. But also some injury concerns, um, especially with Josh Hazelwood. With that, Josh Hazelwood was included in the squad, but the Australian uh, management decided to not risk Josh Hazelwood. He is coming off some injuries with that Achilles and also his side. So Michael Nessa, who was talked about, about um, him coming into this WTC squad and also for the Ashes, he got his opportunity and uh, he will be in the World Test Championship squad replacing Josh Hazelwood, which I think is a sensible decision to not risk Josh Hazelwood for just this one match. You've got to remember that for Australia, there's an Ashes series after this. So I think for Australia, it was a sensible move not to risk Josh Hazelwood. And Michael Nessa deserves his opportunity. He's been playing well in county cricket uh, for Glamorgan this season in England. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Australia have had many challenges on and off the field. Uh, Pat Cummins was the new captain. Uh, everyone doubted his captaincy. How would he go as a captain in terms of a fast bowler being captain, which is very rare these days. Um, but so far, he, he's done okay, Pat Cummins. He's done okay. He's led the side in his style. Um, he's uh, definitely got the side playing some good cricket. The team have, have certainly liked him as leader. Um, and, you know, for Australia, they deserve to be in the World Test Championship final. They played some good cricket. But also, this World Test Championship final marks what will be a legacy-defining sort of tour of, tour of England for, for Australia. Um, they've got the WTC final, and then they've got the Ashes. So six test matches, five in the Ashes, this one-off test against India, WTC final. It is going to be a legacy-defining tour for Australia. And for Pat Cummins to lead this side, um, you know, it's going to be very special if Australia can win both the WTC final and the Ashes. So it is going to be a very interesting uh, couple of months for Australia. But very exciting. And, and, and no doubt the team will relish the opportunity to create some history and create a legacy. Um, let's talk about Australia's batting first of all and talk about how they performed during this WTC cycle. Um, Australia's batting, as we know, quality uh, in their batting lineup. Kawaja has been good since he's come back to the test side. Uh, Labashane, always quality. You know what you're going to get from him. Steve Smith, the same. Travis Head's reinvented himself. David Warner's the big question mark. The elephant in the room. Uh, under pressure because of his form. And we'll talk about David Warner in a minute. Cameron Green's improving. He's recently got a test century in India. Um, you know, he's going to be a very serious talent uh, in the years to come. Recently scored a century in the IPL for the Mumbai Indians. Um, Alex Carey um, starting to, to believe at test level, starting to get that confidence and uh, starting to... Um, you know, believe in himself, believe in his, uh, uh, you know, his own game. And he's recently got a test century against South Africa last summer in the Australian summer. So the Australian batting um, 
quality there, but also their records in England are not that flash. Uh, the only one who's got a superb record in England, and that's Steve Smith. It's no surprise, obviously. You know, he's you know got Bradman-type numbers. Um, it's no surprise that Steve Smith is doing well um, in England, whereas the others, they do struggle. So it'll be interesting to see how Australia go in terms of um, this WTC final, in terms of their batting. I think um, it's very important for their batters to, you know, get in, get set to these conditions, a limited preparation going into this final, but also for the Ashes to follow. They need to score some runs, they need to produce, they need to, you know, make sure that they put Australia in a good position so the bowlers can have something to defend um, during this final and, and something that they can pressure India with. Um, you would think um, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith and Head... I've got those as the important batters for Australia in this final um, because they're, they're the informed batters for Australia over the last two years. All of them have scored over 1,000 runs during this cycle and all of them have got three or more centuries and all of them have scored 150 or more runs in an innings um, during this uh, two-year cycle of the WTC. So... I see Kawaja, Labashane, Smith and Head playing a big part in this final. If they fire, then Australia will definitely post a big score and definitely put India under pressure. The question mark I have is with David Warner. Now, David Warner's come out. He said, I want to play on until the next Australian summer in 2024 against Pakistan, retire at the SCG and hope, you know, that will be the case. But for David Warner... He is under pressure. Um, he will need to score runs at the top of the order in this WTC final. You never know. David Warner may come out and, and may swing the bat and play like David Warner used to do back in the old days when we when we saw David Warner come through the ranks. Uh, but he is under pressure and he needs to contribute if he is going to be in this Australian side. They need him to contribute, especially in a big final like this. You need everyone scoring runs. And he's got to score runs. It's just simple as that. And also, if he wants to go on until the next Australian summer, he's got to, he's got to score runs. It's as simple as that. Cricket's a performance-based performance game. If you don't score runs or don't take wickets, you're going to get dropped. So he is under pressure. Um, also, it would be interesting to see how Cameron Green, Alex Carey will go in this final because both of them haven't had experience of playing in England before. I think Alex Carey played a few first-class games for Sussex in county uh, championship cricket. Cameron Green hasn't played any cricket in England at all. So it'll be interesting to see how Green and Carey adapt to English conditions. They're going to be important for Australia, not only in this WTC final, but the Ashes. Their runs at six and seven are going to be vitally important for Australia. They hope the top order can perform. If the top order can perform, they come in and finish off the job and score runs. Their runs are going to be very crucial. So be interesting for, for Green and Kerry to see how they go. But I think they'll, they should be all right. They should be able to adapt. Cameron Green's coming off some good confidence. Um, you know, recently scored his maiden test century in India. Uh, Alex Kerry scored a century, his first century against South Africa last summer. So they do have some confidence. They do have that belief that they do belong at this level. So... I think for Australia, you know, their batting will be challenged in this final. Uh, India have good bowlers. You have 
the quality bowlers of Ashwin, Jadeja, Shami, Siraj, Axel Patel, even Umesh Yadav. Uh, they will definitely cause challenges to the Australian batters. But I think for Australia, playing at the Oval, playing at a neutral venue in England, um, I think they will be more confident facing the Indian bowlers than they were in India, given the conditions. So for the Australian batters, it's, it's vitally important that all of them score runs in this final. And also, going into the Ashes, it's important that they do find some form and, and get that game time into them um, and, and really get used to the conditions and, and prepare for what will be a very big tour for Australia. Um, but vitally important for Australia in this final, big runs in the first innings. They've got to make the first innings count. They've got to score uh, big first innings runs against this Indian attack. They've got to really put them under pressure. Um, and look to do the basics well with the bat. And if, if Australia can do that, they can, they can definitely uh, go a long way in this final. Um, also, another thing to add on is Australia's tail-enders. Now, Australia's tail-enders, they haven't been producing as much runs as they would have liked. Now, usually in the past, Australia um, and their tail-enders would often come in and score runs um, and contribute. But of late... Um, Pat Cummins has dropped away with the bat a little bit. Mitchell Starks, you know, he, he can definitely hit it, but hasn't been scoring runs uh, consistently. Nathan Lyon um, can score some runs, uh, but not consistently. Um, so it's important for Australia's talenders to contribute and to make sure that, you know, we are scoring those runs because it's going to be important for Australia this, this tour of England, not only WTC, but the Ashes is that the top order, middle order, got to score runs. That's their job. But the tail enders, they're going to come in and score runs as well. So it'll be interesting to see how Australia's tail enders will perform in this WTC final because they've got to score the runs. That every run that Australia can get is going to be very important in this final. A one-off test match, every run counts. So it'll be important to see how they will go about that in this final. So... I think Australia's batting, you know, if they can do the basics right, if Kawaja, Labashane, Smith and Head fire and Cameron Green can show us what he's done in the IPL and, you know, what what he did in that last test match in Armabad where he scored his maiden test century. And if Alex Carey can score some runs at seven, those are the tail enders can contribute, then Australia will, will definitely post big scores in this WTC final. Um, also David Warner... It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Under pressure, he's got to score some runs, he's got to contribute. So I think for Australia, if they can put a big score on the board, you know, their bowling attack can definitely defend it and can definitely put India under pressure. So that's their batting. That's Australia's batting. Um, let's talk about the bowling for Australia. Now, Australia's bowling attack's been world-class. Um, you know, Lyon, Cummins, Stark and, and Hazelwood for a number of years have taken a lot of wickets for Australia. Um, coming into this WTC final, coming into the Ashes as well, Australia, it will be important for them to rotate their bowlers and keeping them fresh because it's going to be a long tour. Um, for this WTC final, Josh Hazelwood was in the squad, as I mentioned earlier, but he's now been ruled out because of fitness. And I think that was a sensible move by the Australian management. Um, you know, it would have been easy for them to play Hazelwood given that he was under a bit of an injury cloud. But you've got to cast your mind to what's going to be happening after this WTC final, and that's the Ashes. 
five test matches there. So um, Scott Boland, you would think, will probably get a go. Um, Michael Ness is in the squad to replace Hazelwood. Everyone talked about Michael Nesser and, and how he performed for Glen Morgan recently in county cricket, took seven wickets, took a hat-trick, scored a century. Um, but I think for Michael Nesser, he he probably won't play in this WTC final, but he'll definitely get an opportunity in the Ashes, I think, and he will play a big role there. But the Australian bowling attack, look, they're quality. You know, Lyon, Cummins-Stark, Boland, Cameron Green with his all-round capabilities, Todd Murphy in the squad, mainly as a backup spinner to Nathan Lyon, but he's had a pretty good start to his test career, as we saw in India. Josh Hazelwood, injury cloud. Uh, and obviously, Michael Nessa hasn't played much test cricket, but has shown his skill and quality. It's a very good attack. Um, you would think they will do well in this final. Um, they've been playing with each other for, for some time. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses. They know what they need to do. They know what fields to set. Um, so I think for, for the Australian bowlers, the key for them is to take early wickets, put India under pressure if they can, um, and then the rest will take care of itself. So nothing much to, to add on to the Australian bowling, really. It's, it's a quality attack. It's, it's a good attack. Uh, they've performed well over the last two years in this WTC cycle. Um, and, you know, as a, as a unit, they can definitely get the job done. So, so I think for the Australian bowling in this final, um, early wickets do the basics right. They, they can't go wrong if they, you know, do that. Then, then I think they can cause some problems to the Indian batters. And they'll definitely test them. They'll definitely challenge them in these conditions. And I think the Australian bowlers... They would prefer to, to be bowling here at the Oval than in India. Uh, different conditions altogether. But I think for the Australian bowlers, I think they will cause problems to India's batters, especially in these conditions in England, uh, where the Australian attack will be more potent compared to uh, the series in India recently. So that's Australia's bowling. Um, just to finish off on Australia before we talk about India quickly. Um, Australia... Very good side. It's a good squad. They've played well uh, with each other for the last two years. It's a big opportunity for them. So I think they can arise to the challenge and they can conquer and potentially win a WTC title if they can. So that's Australia. And and that, those are my thoughts about Australia and, and how they'll go in this final. Let's talk about India quickly. Now, India... Let's have a look at their squad. India have selected a very good squad, uh, a very talented squad, full of talent and, and uh, depth. Um, so the squad that India have selected, um, Rohit Sharma is captain, of course. Then you have Gill, Pajara, Curley, Rahani's been recalled, Bharat, Ashwin, Jadeja, Axel Patel, Takor, Shami, Siraj, Umesh Yadav, Undercat, and Kishan. And the standby players, Jaiswal, uh, Mukesh Kumar and Surakumar Yadav are the standby players for India in this WTC final. So it's a pretty good squad that India have announced there. All talented cricketers. And that's the thing with India. They always have tremendous talent. And we saw that in the series in Australia in 2021-22. Uh, sorry, 2020-21. Uh, where they played the Border Gavaskar Trophy series in Australia. Um, full of injuries. Uh, people probably uh, didn't rate them to win the series, but they came back and won the series because of their talent and depth. Um, and that's the thing that Indian cricket have over other sides, 
is that they have that tremendous depth um, within their squad and within their um, playing system. So it's a very quality squad. Um, obviously, most of these players have played in the last WTC final, which was back in 2021 against New Zealand. And India come into this final under pressure because of what happened last time against New Zealand. They played New Zealand in the last WTC final in 2021, didn't get the job done. And coming into this game against Australia, they'll be hoping to get the job done. And uh, they'll be hoping to, you know, finally get the job done if they can. But it's it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy up against an Australian side that's been playing some good cricket over the last two years. So it will be interesting to see how, how India will go about things in this final. Um, let's talk about their batting. Their batting lineup's quality. Uh, you've got Rohit Sharma, you've got Shubman Gill, you've got Pajara, Kohli, Rahani's reliable. Uh, Bharat, since he's come into Test cricket, he's done okay, but nothing flash. But then you have a look at their talenders. Their talenders, you can't really call them talenders. They're more like all-rounders. You know, Ashwin, Jadeja, Axel Patel can score runs. And even you know, genuine tail-enders in Mohamed Shami and Mohamed Siraj, and even Umesh Yadav, they can score runs. So everyone can bat in the order for India, and I think that's going to serve them well in this uh, WTC final, because, you know, if they lose early wickets, they need their tail-enders to, to score runs and, and contribute, if they are going to be under pressure by the Australian bowlers, which is a possibility in this final. So, you know, their batting's quite strong. Virat Kohli you know, has broken the century drought. Um, you know, he could do something big in this final. He's a dangerous player. Cheshwa Pajara is always reliable. Shubman Gill's in, in good touch, good form, as we saw in the IPL. Uh, so he may do something um, in this final. Rohit is going to be the interesting one for me. Um, he had a bit of a, a difficult IPL. Wasn't his fluent best? Will that translate into his test form? Who knows? Who knows? Obviously different formats, of course, but um, he's going to be important for, for India at the top of the order. Him and Shubman Gill at the top of the order are going to set the tone, set the foundation for, for India. But, you know, for, for, for India, it's very important. First innings runs are going to be important, so everyone's got to contribute. Uh, the Australian bowlers will challenge them. They will pose questions, especially in these conditions. In England, different conditions to India. They'll definitely be more potent the Australian bowlers, and they'll definitely ask questions. So the Indian batters have to be ready for that, and uh, they uh, they just have to try and back themselves and back their skill. If they can do that, then they can score runs and, and definitely put the Australian bowlers and the Australian team under pressure in this final. But we shall see what they'll do in this final. But um, it's a quality batting lineup. Um, you know what you're going to get from them. If they can do the basics well, if they can, you know build partnerships, do the basics well, put pressure on the Australian bowlers, then I think India are a good chance of posting a big score in this final. But it's going to come to that first innings for both teams. The first innings is going to be crucial in terms of how this test match is going to go and who's going to have the ascendancy in this WTC final. So the batting on both sides is going to be important as well. And just another thing to pick up on that I saw recently uh, was the debate about the wicketkeeper. Um, either play Barant or Kishan. Now, if Rishabh Pant was in the side, he would have been in the 11 straight away, obviously. 
But seeing that Rishabh Pant's been injured and coming back from injury and recovering, he's not here. So there was some talk about do you play Barat or Kishan? I know Ricky Ponning talked about he wanted Kishan in the Indian eleven because he added that X factor uh, compared to Barat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what India do there in terms of the wicketkeeper position. But given that Barat has already had an extended run, you would think he would get the nod um, just because he's the incumbent um, and the selectors will go with him instead of Kishan. But it'll be interesting to see what they do there. So that's India's batting uh, in terms of how they're going to go about things and um, how, how they're going to go about things in this WTC final. So it'll be interesting to see what their batters can do in this final. Let's talk about their bowling quickly. Their bowling's quality. They've got a good attack. You know, Ashwin, Jadeja in the spin department, along with Patel. Uh, Shadow Takor has done pretty well. Mohamed Shami's quality. Mohamed Siraj has really come um, leaps and bounds over the last few years. He's really improved as a test bowler. Umesh Yadav's uh, reliable. So they've got a pretty good bowling attack, India. And uh, they will definitely pose questions to the Australian uh, batters, that's for sure. Um, quality attack, um, you know, they've all done well um, over the last two years as, as a bowling attack. And, um, you know, for India, this bowling attack can definitely take wickets in all conditions. And they'll definitely take wickets in this WTC final, that's for sure. Um, the thing for India is about the combination of the attack. Do they want to play two spinners? Do they want to play either Ashwin or Jadeja, two spinners? Or do they want to play four seamers and then just have one spinner? Um, so that's going to be the thing for, for India. It comes down to conditions. If the oval is going to be dry, the pitch is going to take turn. Um, are they going to be um, tempted to play two spinners? So that will be the thing with India. What sort of combination they will um, take out for this WTC final? Will they play the two spinners or will they play the four quicks? And you just have one spinner. Uh, that'll be interesting to see what they do there in terms of their combination. But that's up for the selectors and for the Indian um, management to decide on that. But it'll be very interesting. Um, Australia will definitely won't play another spinner, obviously. They'll, they'll play Nathan Lyon, then you'll have uh, the quicks of Cummins, Stark, and Scott Boland, potentially. And then you have Cameron Green. Um, so the thing for India is that they do lack an all-rounder that can bowl a bit of seam. Um, so, so that's why it's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge in terms of trying to pick what the right bowling combination is going to be in these conditions because they don't have an all-rounder like Cameron Green who can bowl seam up um, and can provide that balance in the side. So that's why they, they have to ask these tough questions in terms of their um, um, combination for their bowling attack. But apart from that, they'll definitely um, you work that out and, and, and they'll definitely um, make a decision on that. But um, definitely their bowling, their batting as well, uh, quality, uh, they're going to perform well. Um, the thing for India is can they handle the pressure? Can they handle the pressure of a big moment, big game? Um, can they get the job done? Um, they know what happened two years ago against New Zealand. Can they get the job done against Australia? That will be the question for India going into this WTC final. But to finish off in India and to finish off this episode today, um, pretty strong side India. It's 
They're going to be competitive. They're going to give it a red-hot crack. You know they are. They're very talented, but it's going to be a challenge up against this Australian side. So it'll be interesting to see how India perform in this um, WTC final. Right, so we come to that point of the episode where I offer my predictions and who's going to win uh, this WTC final. Um, well, well, I, to be honest, um, I think we're in for a close game. I really do. Um, you never know. In one-off test matches, like the WTC final, you never know what's going to happen because whoever can execute their skills on the day who can who who can execute their skills on the day? I should say, um, who can win the most sessions during the test match will come out on top and win the test match. So if Australia and India can do that, then one of them will win. Um, also, you never know about the weather. England's always susceptible with the weather. You never know; it's always unpredictable. You never know if it's going to rain or not. The final could be a draw. If the final is a draw, then then Australia and India will share the um, World Test Championship title. And I don't think both teams want to do that. I think they will want to win outright and try and force a result in this match if the weather does intervene. But let's hope that's not the case. So you never know what's going to happen. Uh, we can make all the predictions we want and it may, may not eventuate like that. So... What I do want to see, and I think what most people want to see, is a very good game of cricket, a very competitive test match, and both sides will provide that. Both sides uh, are very competitive. Both sides are playing good cricket. That's why they're in the final. But I think it's an opportunity. The, the WTC final, I know the WTC has had a lot of flaws. A lot of people don't like the final, the one-off final. They, they want to have a final series. But besides from that... Let's hope that the WTC final can make Test cricket uh, popular in terms of trying to get it out there and, and trying to get new people involved in Test cricket and try and get them in, immersed in, in Test cricket. And whenever you have finals like this, it's very important that finals do that because um, it, it's very important to, to try and captivate fans and, and try and get them into this uh, glorious format which is which is test match cricket um so let's hope that this final australia and india can do that um, that's all i want to see but if i had to choose a winner i would i would slightly say australia i think i the reason i say australia slightly i think australia are not clear favorites i think i just put them slightly ahead because Australia, they know how to handle pressure moments. They know how to handle big occasions. They know how to play in, uh, you know, moments where it gets tough um, and really handle that pressure. Uh, with India, and I think many people will share the same thought that I have, is that India do struggle in ICC events. They do struggle in high-pressure moments. Look what happened in the T20 World Cup semi-final against England last year at the Adelaide Oval. They struggled big time. And also two years ago against New Zealand in the WTC final, they weren't able to get the job done. So I would say Australia's slightly favourites because of that characteristic I just mentioned. Um, Australia thrive under pressure. They thrive in big games. In India, have that mental barrier that they can't seem to shift 
in terms of how do we handle the pressure in big moments and how do we handle pressure in big finals and big games of cricket. So if India can do that, then they're definitely favourites to win. But I would think, given that slight edge to Australia, I think. But it's a prediction. It's probably not going to eventuate, but we never know. But um, what I do hope is that we have a good game, we have a good final. And I think everyone wants that as well. I think both teams are competitive. Let's just hope for a great game. Let's hope the weather doesn't intervene, if that's the case. And let's just have a good WTC World Test Championship final. You know, you want that in a final. You want that in big games where it's going to be um, a, you know, a spectacle to remember. So let's wait and see who, who will come out on top after the five days. Alrighty then. Thanks everyone for listening uh, to our ICC World Test Championship preview episode. Um, I hope... Everyone is looking forward to it. And if you are listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, do let us know in the comments section, uh, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? What are you looking forward to the most about this WTC final? Um, Let us know in the comments. I I would love to hear what you have to say. Now, before we go, before we sign off today, um, I just wanted to update everyone about um, how this... Um, how the podcast is going to be covering the WTC uh, final and also the Ashes to follow as well. So for the WTC final, which is coming up um, in a few days' time, um, on the podcast, we are going to be live streaming a couple of days of the test match um, of this WTC final between Australia and India. So make sure you subscribe, click the bell so you don't miss out on that. Uh, It would be great to see most of you there. Um, Have a bit of a chat. Come in. It doesn't have to be for a long time. You can come in, have a chat, offer your thoughts on the match, um, and we can have a great conversation as we watch the match together. So make sure you do that so you don't miss out on that. Um, Casting forward to the Ashes, we're going to be streaming all five test matches, and we're going to be doing two days for each test match. So make sure you subscribe, click the bell so you don't miss out on that. And last but not least, the Women's Ashes are coming up as well. Um, So we're going to be covering the women's ashes as well. It's very important to cover women's cricket, promote women's cricket. Women's cricket is growing and developing um, in all parts of the cricketing world. So we're going to be covering the women's ashes. We're going to be doing some live streaming on that as well. So make sure you come and join us for that. Um, It's going to be an exciting time on the Dibbly Dobbly podcast. And make sure you subscribe, click the notification bell. It's not that hard. It's, it's quite an easy thing to do. All you need to do is just click subscribe, click the bell. It only takes you a few seconds so you don't miss out on all the episodes that we're posting on the WTC final in particular, also our live streams um, across the Ashes and for the Women's Ashes as well. It's going to be great fun for the next few weeks and months and you can catch it here on the podcast as well. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.